Hey friends, welcome to the Stationery Cafe, your podcast for everything stationery, journaling, planning related, and fun things happening in the community. I'm April from Penguins Creative, and in today's episode, we have a special guest, Cecile from Sissy Art Cafe. She's a patron artist who creates beautiful watercolor prints, as well as postcards and stickers for your everyday journals. She's a Canadian based in New York City, and I'm excited to have her today. Hey, Cecil, welcome to the Stationery Cafe podcast. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Hi. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super like psyched because first of all, I'm, I'm like your patron on yeah. Patreon. And I think I talked about you a bunch uh, in the few previous episodes too, because you are always like on my list of stationary halls <laughs> throughout these, oh, really? these months. Like I would buy your <laughs> stickers. I would, I, I subscribe to your matcha tier, I believe, or cookie mm-hmm. tier. And then you have the stickers that comes monthly and they're always such fun surprises. And I, I knew you from my friend, Sarah, who, who's based in Seattle and she's a watercolor nerd. And so she makes these like custom little tins, like palettes for her own use. And she always uses your sticker to decorate the top. Like, I think the first one I saw of hers um, was that seal you painted. That's like uh, the baby seal, the baby seal, the multi That's from like two years ago. Exactly. So like it really went that far back. Like she has been like a fan of yours. She introduced me to you, your stuff like last year, I think. And then I just started subscribing. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about yourself and, and, you know, like let people know who, who, what to see our cafe is. So uh, I guess I'm an artist on Instagram. Um, I do this as like my night thing. Like I, I work a day job during the day and then I have my art stuff during the, the night. Um, and I, I don't know, I just really like drawing. I've been drawing since I could, like since before I can remember. And um, it really became something that I wanted to do after I graduated college. And then I just kind of went for it. Um, started building kind of a platform on Instagram first which has now turned into a Patreon and a very small YouTube channel. (laughs) A really uh, fun YouTube channel. (laughs) I love your um, blogs. (laughs) Really? Yeah the most recent one well she doesn't uh, wait no you have them for your Patreons and also you have it on the YouTube but I think the most recent one I saw was on your Patreon side where you made bread and it's just like super relevant. <laughs> that one actually just went live today on my channel. So. That's awesome. Then people can yeah. check it out too. Yeah. Wow. So you, you said you've been doing watercolor, you know, or not necessarily watercolor, but drawing of your life. And mm-hmm. th- did it just like manifest into this, like, I want to make it um, something I do for a living or like was there periods where you kind of like had it on pause because that's kind of my story where I I love drawing as a kid in college I like stopped completely picked it up a little bit again and then when I went to work abroad in Thailand for two like sad years I was just like no art no creativeness and then now I'm just like all that pent-up creative energy is making me do art again but but for you, does it like consistent? So I think our stories are pretty similar then. So I I drew, um, well, at first I like, my parents, you know, gave me those kitty watercolor sets when I was really little. And I had, I, I still have pictures that I drew of like happy little sunflowers. <laughs> <laughs> and with like little butterflies with smiley faces, like kitty drawings, you know? And yes. then um, when I turned seven, I started taking art classes. And I did that for basically until I went to college. I did art classes until I went to college. And then when I was at college, college like really sucked for me. (laughs) So um, I just, I didn't have any time to do any drawing when I was in college. Mm -hmm. So I stopped drawing in college. And then I had to like basically rebuild all those skills after I left college because I had just moved to New York. I didn't really know that many people. And, um, I wasn't like going out at night because I don't, 
I don't drink. And I, I don't do like those. Oh my like, god, me too. Like that's that's people. like that's like my safe story. I also don't drink socialing, like going to the club at night. Like when I first came to the States, that's like just what do I do at night when everyone goes out to party? I guess I guess I'll draw. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened with me. I don't I don't really like to drink. Um I don't really like being around a lot of people that sounds really like oh I'm not I'm not anti-people I just don't like large crowds because it stresses me out a lot <laughs> I, I think a lot of us stationary people are kind of like that um, like we're like pseudo introverts but like also seeking attention on Instagram through art <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm pretty introverted I don't really I'm not very good at meeting new people but no, drawing is like a way that I can express like how I'm feeling. And I, like I really that, so. can't tell that you're that kind of person from the ways that you had shared all those cool things through your Patreon, like the way you interact with your people who commented on your posts. You know, I, I thought you're a really lively, outgoing person, just a young woman in New York City. <laughs> but that's um, it's awesome, a lot easier. Though. It's a lot easier to be like, like extroverted when you're just when it's just through like text mm -hmm. um so I can do that and I'm okay with like talking one-on-one -on -one. I just don't like large crowds so, and New York is like the epitome of the large crowd, you know? Absolutely. Um, when I was traveling, so I used to study in Boston, Massachusetts, and I would go to New York City, like on random trips to visit my friends. And she, she's also like an international person like me. And she's obviously trying to make it, having to go to networking. And then she said, oh, meeting up with me is just so nice a way to de-stress because we would just like coop up in these little like korean cafes and just journal and play with our hobonichi and just be like mm -hmm. super relaxed and i'm like yeah, I can't, networking is the worst oh i cannot imagine um when i graduated from my school i was i was like do i go to new york city do i go to another place like it's so daunting to think mm -hmm. about living in new york like for a living and having to build up connection and network there especially since I'm in marketing it, it was really terrifying for me but I chose Seattle and then thankfully people here um, I don't know if, if you heard of the Seattle freeze like everyone's just like me <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so if you ever do come to the west coast <laughs> mm -hmm. I'd love to visit Seattle someday it would be it would be a nice chance for you to meet us also like just this little group of stationary introverts <laughs> <laughs> well well speaking of um stationary i know you do journaling because i saw mm -hmm. you shared and i think a lot of us would love to hear about you know what what you use and what you have for your journaling stationary setup and i personally um admire <laughs> your handwriting so tell me more about that <laughs> so uh you know this but i use a traveler's notebook um previously i used a bullet journal and then i tried a hobonichi weeks and then mm -hmm. now i'm using a traveler's notebook with um two inserts mm. yeah two inserts so i have um they're both grid inserts but one is for like my yearly stuff mm -hmm. um, which i have my monthly doodles in that one and um trackers which i am currently not using at all because of the <laughs> pandemic <laughs> i know like all plans are off <laughs> um and then the other one is my weekly so that one swaps out pretty frequently because i use those up pretty quickly that's awesome i love i loved it when you were using the hobonichi weeks and you were like squeezing these tiny fountain yeah. pen doodles into its monthly page because Hobonichi's really small. <laughs> so Hobonichi Weeks' monthly page are super small, and but yeah. you always manage to kind of squeeze in um, uh, illustration that depicts something from the day, like a boba yeah. tea, like or a cup of ramen. I I can't really like. <laughs> it's like wow, how do you like manage to to do that? What what was the pen you used for that one? Um, I use a Twisby Eco fountain pen with an EF nib. I've been using fountain pens for I think two, three years, two nice. years. Nice. No, three years because my 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 
partner and I have talked about Valentine's when we first started dating, so three years. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Wow. How did you discover all these tools? Did did you just like know about them? I assume you Mm -hmm. might have been influenced by all the Asian stationery growing up. Is that like a thing for you? Yeah, so actually, I lived in Shanghai for five years when I was little, um, from ages seven to 13. And um, because I was doing drawing classes, there's this like, there's this one street in Shanghai that is known for like having art supplies and stationery. And it's like my favorite place. (laughs) Oh my God, heaven. (laughs) I had specific stores that I knew were the ones to go to for like specific items because it was just a place that I frequented so often as Mm -hmm. a kid. Um, and they had, you know, all of the Asian stationery supplies, so like cheap fountain pens, all those cute ballpoint pens with the little like figurines. <laughs> Started when we're young, like I feel like it's the same way in, in Taiwan too. And those art classes that you speak of, now that I think about it, I did also went to these like interesting art classes that just does like crazy projects. Like you one day play with clay, the other day just crayon art, and the other day just doing stencils and like printing. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's that was such a fun way to, I guess, for a kid to get inspired and creative. And I don't know if they have that here or not, but but that is so cool. But how where did you get your Traverse notebook then and the Hobonichi weeks? Was it like when you since since when you came to the I States? Think- so I it started yeah that so I got into the Traveler's Notebook and the Hobonichi after I was like I've been in the states for a long time so um but I think I think probably the first person that I saw using a Hobonichi was Serica mm-hmm. from Serica Studio oh yeah Serica yeah. Studio mm-hmm. she had the she had the small Hobonichi uh, the A6 size mm-hmm. the daily journal. And I saw her, I don't know, hers was just really cute. I know. <laughs> and I was like, I want one. <laughs> that's really how people get into Obanichi. <laughs> that, that's so cute. And I want one. I, like, I heard like countless people say yeah. the same so I thing. Tried, I tried like the daily journal. I tried, um, I didn't buy the Hobonichi because it was kind of expensive and it was like in the middle of the year. So I mm-hmm. got the Stayology. Mm-hmm. Theology, yeah. theology one, yeah, um, w- which is very comparable in like size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so do come in I the A6, that. A5. Right. Yeah, and then I realized I was not a good daily journaler. <laughs> I'm terrible at daily journaling. Um, so then I was like, okay, well, I can't get the Hobonichi because I would just waste it and it's kind of expensive, you know? Right. So it then is. I decided to try the Hobonichi Weeks instead because it seemed more manageable. Yeah, the whole weeks is condensed into just two pages and mm-hmm. and just smaller in general. So there's less pressure to like have to having to fill the page like the A6 planner. Yeah, it, and it was good timing because um, I was getting kind of tired of my bullet journal. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like tired of setting it up and trying to make it look pretty. Like I felt, you know, like Instagram pressure. Yes, for, like, yes. Wanting to make things look good for Instagram. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so I was like sick of that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to focus more on like actually painting mm-hmm. instead of drawing in my bullet journal, which wasn't really something that I could like share as easily as my right. or as consistently, right? Yeah. No, I totally feel you. I, I couldn't do bullet journaling is because I, I, I can't make consistent grids or layouts to to look consistent enough on Instagram and using the Hobonichi helped me because it just like the, the framework mm-hmm. was there. I just need to fill it in. Um, yep, exactly. And it took me years to really build up the habit of doing the daily one. So I can I can see how it is hard for beginners to be kind of like, you know, really can't keep up. And because I mm-hmm. also started out with the A6 size and then like was able to finally today move on to the cousin size. But it's awesome That's that you crazy. found a system <laughs> that worked for you. And I know, right? Like, and, and I think I'll just keep using it for the rest of my life <laughs> if they ever mm-hmm. like, like can continue to exist, obviously. But, but wow, that, that's awesome. So what made the change to Traveler's Notebook? Uh, the Hobonichi Week is really small. <laughs> I like how it's like it's not too much space so like let's go to less space and now let's go yeah. to the bigger space <laughs> that's exactly what happened it was like the bullet journal was too overwhelming for me because I wanted to make it look pretty 
and then the Hobonichi week taught me how to like you know right. use the planner in a space efficient way mm-hmm. and still be able to like write my little notes to myself and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then um and then I was like okay this is kind of too small and there are some things that are missing so I'm gonna get the traveler's notebook which is this very similar like aspect ratio it's mm-hmm. also like narrower which mm-hmm. I like I don't like the how wide the wider book is. likes yeah mm-hmm. um and then if you look at my spreads, you'll notice that like my spreads are actually set up the exact same way the Hobonichi is set up. They do the, the whole layout. I, I thought it looked very mm-hmm. familiar. So there was a period where I wasn't like, I wasn't even aware that you made the switch. It just looked like you were, you were fitting more of your stickers and more mm-hmm. of your like planner things into it. But I yeah. love it, especially the way you laid out the entire month, like vertically on one side like you know mm-hmm. how you have like one two three four five six and then yeah. on the next to it is like monday tuesday wednesday the mtwt mm-hmm. and it's funny because that's actually how i use like that's the format very familiar to content marketing <laughs> like digitally oh, like, really? like professionally so like that's literally how i use it to plan like content work so <laughs> i'm just That's like so you you apply it to the journal and it looks awesome like why aren't there any inserts with that kind of layout so mm-hmm. I, I found it to be really unique <laughs> like to to have someone very consistently using it that way i love it i also noticed that you were using sketchbooks um from mossery co or are you did you switch i don't use them? those anymore actually <laughs> so <laughs> But what, yeah. what sketchbook do you use? I'm curious because I'm a watercolor enthusiast. <laughs> I, okay. like, I want to know what everyone's To be using. honest, I haven't found a good watercolor sketchbook. <laughs> That's the worst answer. But I, so I tried the Masary because everybody was talking about it on Instagram and like all of the artists that I was following on Instagram used it. But I had like not a good experience with it. Mm-hmm. I had two because... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a bad experience with the first one and then they sent me a second one for free right to, to like make up for like faulty paper in the first one. Ooh, okay but yeah. I didn't really notice that the second one was that much better um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> no that, absolutely I feel like that's the journey sometimes you, it just doesn't fit for you and sometimes yeah we just, just leave an, an abandoned notebook unused like I have a bunch of those <laughs> It's just like the wa- the paper bled a lot for me, and mm. um, I tend to use a lot of water when I'm watercoloring. Mm-hmm. I tend to be pretty water heavy, mm-hmm. and that is like it's difficult for sketchbook paper to be able to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. So I've become really spoiled because like last year, I think <laughs> last year or the year before, I bought myself one of those massive rolls of of um, Arches three hundred <gasps> wow. pounds paper no yes. gsm paper and the best <laughs> i'm still working through that roll of paper it costs so much money but you just so you just end up like cutting them out like from that yeah. giant roll right you yeah, know what so that's actually kind of my system right now except i'm, I'm not using archers i'm using fabriano and uh-huh. I, I found this one with a lighter gsm which is like around 90 gsm because i mm-hmm. wanted to be able to tip it into my journal so i i also am not having a holy grail sketchbook system <laughs> like i'm using, i don't know sketchbooks are so hard using loose i found things. um i started using a loister sketchbook mm. a couple weeks ago actually a couple months ago what is time a couple months ago um and that one's also no good for watercolor but uh, yeah i didn't, I didn't like think pen, pencil and pen sketches yeah so. a lot of those sketchbooks out there by these like journal brands are typically kind of designed for lightweight like sketches with like either markers or like pen or or some light watercoloring and to be honest, for me, I, I, I enjoyed using Hobonichi because, you know, you can do some watercoloring on it. It doesn't like destroy or bleed through. But for mm-hmm. other brands, I, I, I haven't yet to find success in doing like really, yeah. you know, washy, um, I mean, like filled with water, <laughs> like a very washed mm-hmm. watercolor thing. So I, I now just instead uses loose leaf 
and creativity instead.、Mm-hmm. Kind of like、um, I don't know if you noticed this Instagram artist、um, Tiffy Butter. She uses the traveler's notebook too, and she also kind of does watercolors on little loose leaf paper and then like tips it in. And so that's kind of have、mm-hmm. been my system. Wow. Okay. I just have a box full of paper <laughs> that I've drawn on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, how do you store them? That's that's the follow-up question. Like, what's your storage system for the co- completed works? <laughs> my current storage system is literally a box from IKEA, <laughs> like one of those like five-dollar paper boxes. Oh my goodness!、Um, and、yeah. I just kind of shove them in there. Me too. Our mine is just like in a shelf and like just pile a pile of paper. Like you know, my friend was like, "Why don't you get one of those clear file folders for cheap? You know, those like with the little, the little、yeah. single leaves." But I'm like, "But that's so much plastic!" And then you're just like, they're just sitting in there the same way. I might as well just like put them put them in a in a shelf. So so yeah, have yet unless ooh, unless we found a way to like bind them together. Like have you thought? I thought about, about binding my my paintings together, but then like a lot of so my like a lot of my paintings aren't like I didn't leave enough space on the side to bind. Right, them, they're, and they're irregular in shapes、yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it that, would be just kind of weird. But that would make it more exciting because there's like lots of like junk journals out there with like irregular size of paper, and then、mm-hmm. you know when they somehow made it, put it together. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's a. It's a, a project <laughs> it is a situation we need to figure out. <laughs> I have a friend、um, who's an urban sketcher. Her name is Eleanor. Her Instagram handle is Urpoil, and she, she, she also like sketches largest amounts、um, mm-hmm. of watercolor painting, and she, she does this thing where she uses loose leaves from hot press, cold press, roughed, and just like randomly binds them together into a book, and. Seeing her archive those book after book is so satisfying to me, and I'm like, I probably should try to do that <laughs> if I do want to one day look back at my work and and、mm-hmm. kind of have them all be stored in the same way. Yeah, for a while I was making my own like notebook inserts、mm-hmm. um, with sketchbook paper and watercolor paper. Yeah, I don't know why I stopped doing that. <laughs> Now、Hopefully this、it. this this could be a next project <laughs> on your video, <laughs> and we can see you trying to put it together. But but what a fun journey though so far! How long have you been doing this now? Since you said out of college, yeah.、Um, so I've been out of college since twenty、uh, sixteen.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started bullet journaling. I actually started bullet journaling kind of while I was in college, my senior year,、mm-hmm. and then it really became. I think one of my My bullet journal posts went like semi-viral、mm. right out of like October of twenty sixteen,、mm-hmm. maybe,、um, and then it just kind of went from there. I have to go look for that post. <laughs> so I might have hidden it. <laughs> well, <laughs> we gotta share that, and make it viral again. <laughs> just, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> but, but that's awesome though. And then so you kept it up and. Well, do you think you're gonna stick with the Travers notebook next year? Like, is that a good system? Yeah, I'm probably gonna stick with the Travers notebook. I really like how easy it is. Like the way that I have it set up right now is so simple for me to actually set up. <laughs> and then it still has like the flexibility of a, of a board and all. Like I can write like more pages for my dailies and stuff. That's true. Yeah. More, more freedom、yeah. to expand or constrict based on、mm-hmm. the amount of content you have、um, yeah. for the year. And I noticed from one of your recent posts that you start doing a little bit more coloring to your monthly, you know, the doodle spread. I'm、yeah. just calling、I've、it doodles doodle for so long. <laughs> I love those so much. You guys,、um, whoever's listening, you guys have to check it out. And the way you squeeze not just the doodle but also like tiny descriptions. Like、mm-hmm. I do that for my Hobonichi monthly page too, but I I just write and like it's already it feels like already there wasn't enough space for me to like write. Today I saw the cat in the garden, you know that kind of stuff. But having to do though to go with it, it's just it just makes it so much more.、Um, what other tools do you use aside from fountain pens for your journaling? Ah,、uh, that's 
it's really good. <laughs> for my journaling, I use um, the fountain pen. And then for what you just mentioned, the, the monthly doodles, I have been coloring with these um, Prismacolor colored pencils mm. that I have had for a long time. <laughs> uh, I got like the, the, the giant 72 <gasps> color box set off of Amazon a long time ago. Uh, but so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> although if you can buy from your local art store and not Amazon, but you know. That is true. Man, I, I live close to an artist and craftsman. And like one of the things that I used to do to de-stress after coming back from work was just to go in and then I would like just buy one thing. And I usually are color pencils because I don't have like this whole set thing that people usually buy them in like tin sets. Mm -hmm. Like I just like going in and like picking the out one. Color tin. <laughs> the color tin is a terrible organization system. I hate it. <laughs> really? I got rid of it a long time ago, yeah. Well, that's great that, that you know, we kind of like found ways to adapt. But, but yeah, oh, wow. So color pencils, that's, that's how you get all those like vibrant colors then. I see. Mm -hmm. and, then, um, the, and then the rest is just found pen and stickers for my journal. Stickers, <laughs> your, your homemade stickers, which yeah. um, I absolutely love because you not only do like the bigger die cuts, right? You also start mm -hmm. doing these sticker sheets. Yeah. And you're in your themes. Like, I think this is a good time to transition into the Sissy Art Cafe because, like, I love your sticker themes, um, especially since you kind of, like, adapted to, like, the seasonality. And, and sometimes they're just spontaneous. Like, you had, like, um, Mermaid Month and then yeah. <laughs> prior to Mermaid. that. Yeah, Mermaid May. And then you had the ocean theme one. And mm -hmm. and you had like fountain pen, like specifically pen related yeah, like ones. Stationary. How I love I, I love them all. How like how did you like come out with those ideas? So um, I started doing the monthly like themes, uh, mm -hmm. particularly for my Patreon, because. Mm -hmm. Uh, so this is my second year doing Patreon. Mm -hmm. Last year, I just kind of went in blind. And a lot of the time, I felt like I was kind of scrambling to make enough stuff, booty bags and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, at the end of last year, I was like, what if I tried doing like a monthly theme? And then it wouldn't, I wouldn't have to like think about what to draw. Right. It would just be like, I, I would already kind of know, like, Mm -hmm. If the theme is stationary, then, you know, I just find some stationary things to draw, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's yeah. easier than having the broad, like, right. draw something for, <laughs> for this month, you know? That's um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the themes have been going well. And I like how you now have those printables where you kind of, like, took some of your stickers and then... Um, you created these boxes and mm -hmm. the journaling in my shop. yeah strips yeah. basically like you know the markers uh, <laughs> and it pairs really well and I I'm thinking about getting a few <laughs> different out I recently got to inherit a friend's suet machine so really mm -hmm. stumbling into <laughs> the sticker making and, and boy it's hard so I can't imagine how you kind of like operate on <laughs> Oh, I love my silhouette. <laughs> <laughs> On a daily basis. Oh my god. Uh, it's it's a very noisy machine. It I feel is. like not many people talk about how it's really noisy. <laughs> when I first got my silhouette, I was like, this thing is broken. <laughs> like why is it? So like it's loud? grinding so hard. <laughs> I don't know. Like, does that make that much sound? So <laughs> every every time I boot it up, my, my boyfriend now husband like just like gets so startled. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I think, um, I think Alan, my partner, has gotten used to it. <laughs> A point oh, where Alan. everyone in your household is just like numb to the noises you make. But we named, we named my silhouette Chewy after Chewbacca <laughs> because it's that loud. It is that loud. That's a, that's a great name for the silver machine. <laughs> <laughs> the chew the the grinding and the cutting yeah. oh my god i love that <laughs> what's what's your theme this this month for for the cottagecore oh so cute was it, why how did you like come up with this idea like was it inspired uh, by animal crossing or or maybe i don't know yeah i think partially it was animal crossing but i somehow went down a rabbit hole last month just like looking at cottagecore things <laughs> on like pinterest and instagram <laughs> and then I was like, okay, 
Well, I'm going to be disobsessed about it. I might as well draw some of it. I know. I love it. It's like so pleasing, the color theme as well. And that's one thing I noticed about your your illustration is that, you know, you nothing really like would stand out too much. So it's just very harmonious. Do you have like like background in like color theory or like just like how did you happen to like, I don't know, how did you pair your color theme so well? Because I think that's a good technique to have for people who wants to be creative in their like journaling spreads? Like, what color goes well to with others? I actually don't know. So I never took a class in color theory, but I guess I don't know. I used to look at a lot of like paint swatches. Paint swatches. On, like Pinterest. You know how on Pinterest they do like like there's a picture and then they do the color swatches. That's a oh. picture. I uh-huh. used to be really into those, and I would like collect them on Pinterest. Um, so that probably helped a lot, actually, looking back on it. That's actually a good tip. <laughs> I I think it wasn't until recently that I used, like, this website that's, like, that generates color palettes for you mm-hmm. that really, like, helped me stay, like, <laughs> on brand in terms of, like, the color that goes over each other. Mm-hmm. But Is it cooler? I think so. Like, it's just, like, the whole web page. It was just yeah. like four columns of colors and you can like shuffle them and then each time yeah, it was cool generate new colors i love that thing <laughs> mm-hmm. but but what a great tip so pinterest you know color swatches based on real life photos and i think yeah, i looked at a lot of color swatches um a lot while i was uh in my old job too because i did a lot of so my old my previous day job was um a ux job but i also did a lot of ui stuff Mm-hmm. Um, because we're, we were a very small company, or mm-hmm. it was a very small company. So people wear many hats, um, or basically yeah. one person do three people's job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, that, that, that really came in useful then for in the way you can apply it to your art um, pieces. Mm-hmm. And I think... You know, now that I think about it, I might try to like do something like that, like for each month when I'm, I want my spread to look consistent, I can choose a palette where I can like focus my washi tapes or like my stickers or the color of the ink I use with my fountain pen to be like mm-hmm. along that theme and then um, <laughs> switch it up now and then. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's, that's really a great idea. And so for watercolor though, what, what paint do you use? Like, and not just watercolor though you also create on procreate digitally too yeah. right can yeah. can you give some like tips for beginners uh, i'm a beginner in procreate and i think a lot of people oh, out there procreate? are beginners into watercolor like if you would like bunch up some abc's to <laughs> for people um, trying what would you suggest okay with watercolors i do have uh recommendations for paint with watercolors if you're getting cheap watercolors, I really like the Prima watercolor confection. Mm. Um, the set that I had was, I think, the Tropical Colorway, which is a pretty good set. I like their, they, they make um, pre-made color sets, watercolor sets, uh, and their color pairings are usually pretty good. Um, awesome. And I would pick one that has like a variety of different colors. I know they have one that's like, like nude tones like oh. more, for more complexion colors mm-hmm. um and if you're getting your first set i wouldn't get that one because there's only like skin color colors right yeah you want more vibrancy or like the complementary colors yeah exactly right. mm-hmm. and then now i use uh sommelier watercolors which are really expensive but they're professional they're kind of like artist grade right like yeah they- they're artist grade and they're technically professional watercolors a little bit goes a really long way. So I bought um, the like travel metal pan set mm, nice. uh, a year or two ago, a while ago, and I haven't had to rebuy paint yet, um, <laughs> which is nice. They really it's do last enough. forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are my two watercolor recommendations, and then for Procreate, I really like the. Um, V6 pencil, I think that's what it's called, and then the dry ink brush are my mm. two most used brushes. But for Procreate, I would say like try all of the brushes that they have. Right. 
But they have so many. <laughs> they have so many. <laughs> so many, and I get kind of so overwhelmed. I yeah. do enjoy when artists who use Procreate do like demo videos that kind of mm-hmm. like show the process. Like one of the, I'm a patron of Shape, uh, Shape Breton. Diane. Yeah, she, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, I like butchered her name, but she's based in Seattle, and she did a few um, demos of how she created her printables, like the digital goodies that mm-hmm. she have, and I, that's how I knew about the mono line and like the colors and how she started out with just like the pencil drafts first, and mm-hmm. then the tip to resize them because you don't want to resize resize the actual colored layers later because mm-hmm. the pixels goes wrong. And I, I, I feel like that those are all so helpful. So yeah, I've been meaning to actually do a video like that, but my camera sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what camera do you have? I, I'm just um, using my iPhone for all things filming. <laughs> I bought a Sony A5100 camera. It's like a point and shoot um, yeah. <laughs> video camera mm-hmm. last year because I knew I wanted to like make more videos and I didn't want to kill my phone doing them because mm-hmm. every time I film with my phone my phone gets really hot oh yeah and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like okay I need this phone to last because it's really expensive I, I feel the same way I used to have a really good camera and then like since college which is a long time ago oh my gosh and I, I used to take really fun photos for my vlogs and then since they died since it died I haven't really <laughs> like got the chest to replace it yeah so it's just the iphone and me (laughs) trying every day (laughs) but yeah my camera also gets overheated a lot so i can't film for like more than i'd say 30 minutes at a time Mm -hmm. and painting takes longer than 30 minutes of course (laughs) (laughs) which is really annoying because i will literally when i film my like paint with me i will have the camera set up and then i have it I, I film for 30 minutes until it overheats and then I'll turn it off and then just sit there and like wait. <laughs> wait for it to rejuvenate <laughs> or to come back to life. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, sometimes if you take the battery out and put it back in, it helps and it'll go for another like 10, 20 minutes. I love these little like behind the scenes hack. <laughs> like. <laughs> Cecile just sitting at her desk waiting for paint to dry and for her camera to cool down. I mean, that's really a lot of my life right now, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, well, but you, you eventually did get it done. And I, I love your vlogs, like the way you share not just the processes, but also mm-hmm. like, you know, your life, what it's like living there. Like you, you travel a lot too. At least not currently. Not currently, but before, like you were in Canada, you would like go to Taiwan, yeah. and I love watching like artists kind of share their journey and like you know the the less glamorous part, which is like the actual finished product, but kind of like how you got there. And I feel like it does give people like us who who admire these artists or like these completed works a sense of like realness like mm-hmm. oh she's like me too <laughs> like oh yeah i dropped that too <laughs> like you know that yeah, kind of vlogs are way easier to film than like paint with me in my opinion really yeah because yeah just be really like free and like <laughs> yeah and i'm not like as concerned about filming the entire painting process for a vlog because mm-hmm. it's not about like the painting process it's more about like what I've been up to I guess that's true and and so my camera doesn't overheat (laughs) when I'm filming vlogs (laughs) but still I love it and regardless like now I know how much hard work goes behind it (laughs) I appreciate it more (laughs) I love that well I want to like move on to um you know how stationary how watercolor you know really plays into your life you you mentioned that you do have a day job and you also run patreon for consistently mm-hmm. for the last two years, years. <laughs> and and then you do this <laughs> how do you how how do you prioritize you know like what's how do you manage to find time to journal and to a lot of us out there out here (laughs) we we kind of like find it a luxurious time to journal right now especially during Mm -hmm. the pandemic that oh we kind of actually do have time but 
you know, eventually we'll get back to a routine where it's like still, you know, less time at your desk. Mm-hmm. How has it been for you? Um, well, I think journaling is a thing that I've always prioritized because it's like, it's my to-do list, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I am pretty non-functional without a to-do list. Um, <laughs> I usually have somewhat of a to-do list in my head at least, but it's obviously easier to write it down. Right. And so that's why I, I've always kept up with my um, journal. And because I've made it so like streamlined, it's easy to set up. It's not really a hardship mm-hmm. to like, I'm not really taking a lot of time out of my day to set it up because it only takes like 10 minutes. Nice. And then to write down a to-do list takes a minute or two, you know? And then later when um, you really put put on the stickers, that's like fun time, <laughs> at least for me. Yeah, well, also the stickers don't take a lot of time either. That's yeah. why I switched to using stickers. <laughs> so I used to like want to draw in my journal, you mm-hmm. know, for the Instagram look. But then mm-hmm. I was like, this takes too much time. I'd rather be painting. So then I switched <laughs> to making stickers from my drawings and then putting the stickers in my journal. And then it had the same effect without... Right. Taken, you know. I absolutely agree. My I also love using stickers, and I, I actually do use stickers much more recently um, than mm-hmm. before. When I started out with the Hobonichi, I used to doodle in it every day. So imagine like the A6 page, like every single day would be writing in like an illustration or like a little mm-hmm. doodle, and and then over the years, I guess I kind of like. Of convenience over quality so like I would just put photos and recently your stickers has been a great help because your like large stickers takes up quite a lot, lot of space on mm-hmm. the cousin <laughs> page so I'm like yes <laughs> there's some <laughs> empty space that I don't have to write on and in fact I I love collecting yours I use a a fun sticker organizer for from Michael's and I just have oh, like cool pages and pages of your stickers on display so it's like really easy to reach for them (laughs) by theme so I love that you know you you continue to create and help me out with my journaling (laughs) my journaling time (laughs) but well do you make like but you do try to make time for these um like sessions right like your watercolor session yes I definitely I prioritize painting in my Mm -hmm. life a lot because um for one it's really therapeutic mm-hmm. uh, and it's like a very chill thing so <laughs> i watch a lot of like tv while i'm painting i don't know if a lot of other people do this but um, i like having something in the background i don't like it when it's quiet <laughs> <laughs> no i can relate yeah a lot of people do mention that they like to like kind of have a tv show or or you know music i personally love watching journal with me while i journal and just kind of like I rarely look up but like it's it's just that feeling listening to that crinkle of the paper so yeah I don't like silence at all so (laughs) I just have I always have something playing in the background but it's usually something I've already watched Mm -hmm. it can't be something new because then I'll watch the new thing you know instead of like do my painting so what what what's your like entertainment shows like when you do these art things um for a while, I watched a lot of Disney. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I'll just watch a lot of, like, trash television that's on Netflix. <laughs> Great British Baking Show. That's my favorite, like, journal oh, yeah. along <laughs> show. Great British, Great British Bake Off is amazing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the, the calming sounds of, like, that countryside and then occasionally the hectic moments of baking. I feel like it satisfied both my, like, stationary needs mm-hmm. and, like, my need for, like, food. <laughs> like, yeah. And then don't you just love when they illustrate the pastries like, I want to be the illustrator that does those illustrations when I saw that <laughs> I was like dream job like well the way they had to like draw, draw out like in such cute like I, I don't know if it's like color pencil or maybe it's digital but like the way mm-hmm. they illustrate the decorativeness of those pastries yeah. I love that portion of the show <laughs> every time I watch that part of the show I'm always just like damn I want I wish I had that job well, your most recent sticker set with the bread looks very nice. Like, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of that. <laughs> the bread series. Yeah. 
<laughs> if wish- anyone from Great British Bake Off is listening. <laughs> <laughs> or, or can you guys at least release those as like digital goodies <laughs> like, for us to print? <laughs> like I want those stickers. <laughs> Wow, I, I I love that though. I I also watch things, and I've heard um my friend Nita from a blank no. She watches like the entire series of Friends over and over and over again. So I've so. actually never watched Friends. Oh, you have not? Oh man. No. Well, then what was that long series TV show that's like for you that you you know like you know some people compare it to like The Office or like Parks and Recreation oh I watched Parks and Rec I did rewatch Parks and Rec recently okay <laughs> so like, yeah. friends probably a little bit older it's probably in our generation <laughs> like just a few years one of my one of my you... friends is really into it I just like couldn't get into it I think it's because like it's like the notion of of these people living in like the middle of Manhattan while seemingly having no jobs doesn't make any sense to me as someone who lives in New York, oh my god, so real! <laughs> the fact that I pay so much money in rent, <laughs> and their house is so big, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, completely unrealistic. <laughs> Prob- that, which is why it's probably more relevant for like those prior generations, where you know <laughs> they, <laughs> the money when the was- housing market in New York wasn't like completely off the rails yet. <laughs> another reason why i never really wanted to move to new york after i graduated so so yeah well kudos to you for sticking it up to the show and (laughs) and all that yeah um we talk a lot about moving out of here (laughs) well someday i don't know where would you be like inclined to connect with your artist like are you the kind that wants to um become an artist in like country in the countryside and like with nature like there's I know there's I want to be like kind of with nature but I also want to like have dim sum near me and bubble tea yeah well I don't need bubble tea anymore because your girl learned how to make bubble tea yay (laughs) that's awesome I I saw your recipe which you illustrated and I was like actually yeah bubble tea is quite easy to make but sometimes it's not that hard it just takes some time it's just that laziness (laughs) yeah but actually okay so I so I have a, a favorite bubble tea shop that is near me. It's called Mr. Wish. Um, they have locations in, in Philadelphia, I think, also. And they have a couple locations in New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anybody is listening in, in those areas, you should support them. Mr. Wish <laughs> is the best. I grew up drinking Mr. Wish and when I was because it's, it's from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. I was in college, I used to work at this department store and as customer service. And that is like the most horrible time of my life. And like my only <laughs> way to save myself was a cup of Mr. Okay. Wish's white bubble tea. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Wish is great, but they were closed, obviously, because of the pandemic. Right. And so that's why I learned how to make bubble tea. And to you, be honest, we went and got Mr. Wish after it reopened, and homemade bubble tea is better. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. You cracked the, the, the secret. <laughs> like, the chewiness of, of the boba is a lot better when it's homemade. I and know. an hour, like, <laughs> make, rolling the little ball. You're, you're tasting your sweat and, like, your, your, your time and, like, <laughs> the sweetness of success, I guess. <laughs> I love that. I gotta go get make my own bubble tea recently. I've been I've been really lazy and really missing bubble tea. Like the last few times I had it was literally in February when I went up mm-hmm. to Vancouver and like got to go to like one of my few favorite Taiwanese like chains. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's it's been a journey <laughs> since the pandemic. There's a website uh where you can order Chinese groceries and snacks in New York and I'm not going to share it because, <laughs> because they, we already have to wait a long time for our delivery so, <laughs> so that it's a secret but you know what I'm going to dig and I'm going to find out <laughs> but we'll, we'll just not tell anyone after all this is a stationary podcast so you guys just have to like fight for your own bubble tea there <laughs> yeah but they have the microwavable snack is what I'm trying to say. That's awesome. Wow. Asian snacks are the best. How, how did you, like, you just went back to Taiwan, right? Like last mm-hmm. year. How, how was that experience? Um, <laughs> so it was actually my first time in Taiwan. It um, is. 
Uh-huh. But yeah, but well, okay, technically not true. It was my second time in Taiwan, but the first time I went, we were there for like two days, and <laughs> we didn't even have like the typhoon. So, oh. <laughs> but you you went, and then you came back with like these like Shaolongbao stickers, these like ramen and yeah. the, the beef noodle soup illustration, and I was just so jealous. Yeah, uh, beef noodle soup in Taiwan is amazing. It is. It is amazing. My. My then boyfriend, he doesn't really like wants. He's like doing keto, so he doesn't really like carb. But he 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 caved to the beef noodle soup because it was so good. <laughs> oh my goodness! Did you did you get to like do some stationery or art supply shopping when you're in? Yeah, Taiwan? Uh, it was terrible because I wanted everything, and then <laughs> because I wanted everything, I ended up buying almost nothing. <laughs> where did you ch- go and like where did you shop at? Um. There, there is that like big chain bookstore in Taiwan called Asleep that many people yeah we did visit. go there, and mm-hmm. they have a lot of stuff like not just Taiwanese stationery obviously, but they also have a lot of Japanese and like mm-hmm. other Asian stationeries. Those yeah, are we did go to that mm-hmm. one. It was I, very overwhelming, <laughs> and it's huge. It's like a department store just dedicated yeah. to books, and there was just this one one floor that's entirely like Taiwanese. Well, like stationary in general, like in art supplies, and and yeah. Next time, if you do go back, I can recommend you. There is that street in Taiwan near Normal University, that is also like the art supply street. <laughs> and mm-hmm. every time I go back, I stock up on like you know brushes, like Da Vinci brushes, like watercolor Da Vinci brushes aren't that expensive in Taiwan for some reason. <laughs> and then like Hobine, which is this Japanese brand of artist grade watercolor. Oh, I love it so much. It's also really affordable. Watercolor is a big thing in Taiwan. Like, there's a lot of professionally trained artists in Taiwan mm-hmm. recently, and so the whole sport of watercolor for journaling and for like random sketching has really been permeating into just ordinary folks like us. Like, it's mm-hmm. no longer limited to artists, and I love that. <laughs> And I love how your stuff kind of promotes it in a, a little bit in the stationary circle too. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. what what's your like recent favorite stationary item? If if you if we My recent, like inspect your latest, I haven't bought anything new in so long. Do you mostly shop online now, or like prior prior, um, to, prior to the pandemic? I guess do you do you have any stores you would recommend in New York? Like which, uh, which actually always, do you, do you live in Manhattan or do you live in No, I live in Brooklyn. Okay. I, I don't have Manhattan money. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I assume. Like I don't think I know anyone who lives in Manhattan. <laughs> uh I I really like Kinokuniya in um near Bryant Park. I also just really like Bryant Park. So, that's a really nice um it's a Japanese bookstore but on the basement mm-hmm. floor they have a bunch of different stationery. Mhm. And like fountain pens and stuff. The only problem is that because it is in New York, it's it's a little bit um, overpriced. Mm, yeah. So like if you if you're looking at like a Lamy Safari at Kinokuniya, it's gonna be like five ish bucks more than yeah. buying it online. That's true with sales tax. But, <laughs> yeah. but then you also don't pay for shipping, so. That's true. And then you have that like luxury of browsing all the cool things. Like Bryan mm-hmm. Park is my favorite place in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because my friend works there, so I had to hang out there waiting for her all the time. But like there's like um the library and then you have Kinokuniya, obviously. And I think mm-hmm. the basement's nice. Um, the upstairs, like where they have There's all the, I know all the anime stuff and a cafe with like the most delicious mm-hmm. Asian pastries, and mm-hmm. I love like drinking their. <laughs> oh my gosh, the K-pop I wanted like their sesame milkshake. <laughs> I don't know if you've had it. It is so good, and and I would like sit along the window where they had like these bar stools, and then I would just like look out at the park, and mm-hmm. and then I I often try to go during the holiday seasons and the whole yeah, park just, I love the holiday market just so beautiful I go every year <laughs> and then you can even like skate sometimes at least for the mm-hmm. the last two times I've been there I was able to yeah, do some skating skate. and it's just so wonderful <laughs> like I, yeah. I love that area like not just the whole vibe but great coffee shops blue bottle mm-hmm. is like around the corner lady m crepe cakes 
I think Lady M is overpriced, in my opinion, but I know a lot of people really like it. Well, we caught them when they just came to the U.S., so it was super hyped up then, and Mm -hmm. and I just love it so much. Oh, I miss New York so much. I was going to go this April, (laughs) like, for my birthday, and I remember I I wanted to meet up with you and, like, a few other stationary people in New York City, you know, there's the store Yoseka that's in um, Queens and you know having to go to all these other cool places in Manhattan the lower parts Mountain mm-hmm. uh, Hospital also yes mm-hmm. one of my really want to go having to be able to go to Muji or you know oh I, I just love New York as a tourist <laughs> like being able to like be there and like enjoy the the vibe and like the whole kind of artsy history feelings mm-hmm. in the villages but but yeah living there and being an artist there I really admire you and like your your dedication to the craft and I think you know I think it works I I had this conversation with Abby a few episodes ago and she said like there's starving artists shouldn't be a thing now like it's the 20th mm-hmm. century and I totally kind of can see you embodying that to the fullness when which you know you're creating art you are running it as a business but it's also something that you know is admirable you your work sparks many like in like it touches people in many ways not just in the sense that you know we use it for the pleasure of journaling but i i really like what you a thing you did recently which is supporting the black lives matter movement you painted those little book covers Oh, that mm-hmm. that is so awesome. Are you planning to auction them or like do something with those? Uh, so, so the book covers are currently um, being raffled in my shop. So if you go to my shop, which is ccartcafe.com, uh, you can donate for every dollar you donate. It's one raffle ticket, mm-hmm. and um, each tiny painting will go to a different home. That's awesome. And then if you donate more than ten dollars, you get twenty five dollars to my. Uh, shop in shop credit I love that so can you, you donate? <laughs> <laughs> definitely and and I don't know I feel like if you make those into postcards it's definitely a collectible for mm-hmm. that that really highlights the time you know like for people it's a great reminder to kind of like see to see and look at these information and like and know that those are really like relevant and important and I I really appreciate artists out there joining the movement and doing this. Shout out to my friend Eleanor Herpco, who who also is doing something similar, and and I love that <laughs> that stationery oh, is not just a little thing, but like it could be a big thing yeah. too. I mean, obviously, the proceeds to the raffle and the other fundraisers are being donated, which I didn't mention earlier. <laughs> no, no, naturally we <laughs> assumed so. <laughs> I'm not keeping that money. <laughs> But, but yeah, guys, so definitely support Cecile in her in her online shop and look at her store. You can look at her feed for amazing stuff. Do you have anything cool coming up or like any new projects or anything you're just like into recently that you can share with us? Um, anything art related? I don't actually think I have anything new coming up other than like my regular Patreon stuff. I love your like recipe doodles. Do more of those. <laughs> It's not the month of food drawings anymore. <laughs> <laughs> food drawings should be every year. I just love your like um, bread um, series. <laughs> I had to just repeat. I, I recently got takeout like from a local pastry place. And I think it's because I saw your post. <laughs> and like that. Uh, that kind bread of, is like, great. Bread <laughs> is king. Bread is, bread king. is the best food. <laughs> nice well well do you have any like shout out recommendations from like artists that you know you really really like or admire that people who wants to get into watercoloring or who, who wants to look for more content in terms of like watercolor into journal that you know you can recommend um one of my favorite watercolorists on online is holly exley uh, she's holly exley She's um, in the UK and she does these beautiful watercolor illustrations um, of like various things. And she's also a climate activist, which is really cool. That's so cool. 
Other artists that I like, I love Sarika. She's a friend. I also love Shy. She's also a friend. <laughs> Sorry, who who was the last one? I didn't catch that. Shy, Cheyenne Burton. The the oh, Cheyenne, Cheyenne, yeah, the Cheyenne Burton, the one that I follow in Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome that you guys are you know have this little community and group to like you know inspire each other to do cool things. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now that I think about it, she does also do vlogging too a lot, <laughs> and I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> but then your styles are like just so different, like very distinct, even mm-hmm. though it's like similar. Which is what I love about Patreon, really, um, that you can find so many niche artists and um, be able to like have a little piece of you guys' things in our mm-hmm. <laughs> collection. This has been a great episode. I I really enjoyed like you know learning about your process, learning about what motivates you and like your art creating. And I think a lot of us would really enjoy this too. So you guys can follow Cecile and her stuff at Sissy Art Cafe, which is her Instagram handle. Um, from there, you can probably bounce to her Patreon, her YouTube yeah, channel, all the vlogs. And, you know, if you are, want to become a patron like me, <laughs> she has these lovely digital goodies that she you know allows you to print on your own with with like her illustrations and stuff but but you can also find stuff in her shop which is ccrcafe.com i believe Mm -hmm. and as always if you want to like listen to more stationary content or give us a shout out um go look for at the stationary cafe and you know we love to hear about which other artists or creators um we should talk to And thanks again. Have a good rest of your day.